listening to the Story Embers podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to episode 17. Hey everyone, I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Josiah DeGraff. I'm Hope Ann. And I'm Brandon Miller. And today we're discussing some of the common sins we writers often face, specifically envy. As authors, we tend to constantly compare ourselves to other authors who are farther along in the writing journey or who are achieving success maybe earlier on than we are. Hope, could you share some of your thoughts on this to get us started? Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's pretty much, in a sense, this person's better than you. But there's also the sense of my goal is not to be the best writer that ever exists in the universe. And even if that was my goal, in a sense, it would be possible because everyone is viewing things differently. So what you view as the best and you want to be like them, but you have your writing here and there's people being touched by this writing and being inspired by this writing, even though you're not where you think you should be. And when you see that, that can be very encouraging as well. And you're like, well, I'm not really where I want to be. I'm hoping I'm getting better. But it's still being used even now. And I think looking at, looking at it that way, what is the point of this as opposed to how do I compare with other people is a really big aspect that you're just going to have to keep focusing and refocusing on all through the writer's life. Because it's it's so weird. Like for me, most people are larger than me in a you know, I have not done much with writing in the sense. But the people I look up to, like, say, Nadine Brandes, I love her stuff. I love all the stuff she's done. And she talks like she's just a small author. And she's just talking about all these other big authors. So, like, no matter where you're at, everyone is always looking at somebody higher than them and wanting to be somebody bigger or better or someone they want to attain to. And in a sense, that's a good thing. If you're doing it from the right perspective, like it's good to have, here's someone who does this really well. I want to watch how they do it and try to learn, but it can't be in the sense that I have to be like them. Otherwise I'm not worth anything. Mm, Yes. So that's envy, which is what we had mostly planned to talk about today. But Brandon, you have a different take on what sin you think writers struggle with the most. You want to share a bit about that? Yes. Maybe this is just a really minor distinction. I would disagree that the major sin is envy for writers. I would argue that it is self-focus slash pride, which often manifests itself as envy when other people get more than what we have. The, The reason I think that's important is that there is a lot of, especially in secular circles, but even in Christian circles, there is a lot of writing advice that borders on self-worship. You know, no, your writing is good enough. You're you're good enough. You're okay. You don't you don't need to be them. You're you and that's good, which I don't think is a biblical look at things. I think trying to address a issue like that by focusing a writer back on themselves is detrimental. I think the bigger issue at stake is a writer's view of God relating 
and learning to relate that to their writing. Hmm. So why would so so here's 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 going to be my 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 counter challenge. I I guess in, in my experience, I just don't feel like when when people say you know don't compare yourself to other person. You know, don't you know your writing is is fine. What, what they're not saying when they say your writing is fine is you know your writing is perfect. But they're they're saying your writing doesn't need to be their writing and you have different styles you have your own personality you bring to your table and everything else so it isn't saying your writing is perfect but don't feel the need to be someone you're not i would agree with that as advice that i would give someone that when you're writing don't be someone you aren't but I would still hold that if you have someone who comes to you and you're like, my writing is garbage, I would say that the way to encourage them and get them on the path isn't to say, no, you're writing, it's just where you are right now, and you'll grow from here. It would be to point them to Christ and to say, through Christ, you can do better, especially a Christian author. The reason I'm trying to broaden this out, and from just envy to a self-focus, is because for me, as an overly confident 16-year-old boy, and for a lot of young writers that I know, the envy and the looking at other people's writing and saying, oh, that's so much better than mine, is not near as much of a factor as as looking at my writing, which objectively and in hindsight I know is garbage, and saying, this is the best thing that has ever existed. And so that's why I, I think that there, if you broaden your horizon to from just envy to pride or self-focus, mm. you end up capturing more, I think, symptoms of the same disease. Mm. And then the cure to self-focus is to focus on Christ. Mm. I, I think it's, it's a hard line to weave because on the one hand, I think it's, it's important to kind of be aware of kind of where your writing level is and to have a realistic understanding of, you know, this is a quality of my writing right now. This is how good or how bad it is. But I do think you, I think the danger that I think Brandon, you're, you're rightly pointing out here is that can become easy for us as writers to find our identity and where the quality of our writing is and to use our understanding of the quality of our writing to form our identity of this is who we are as a writer instead of finding our identity in Christ rather than in how good or bad my writing is. So we should know where our quality of writing is, but focusing on that too much mentally probably is not healthy. I feel like, I'm trying to think, I feel like there is a lot to that though, in that as a writer, you do struggle with seeing, you know, this person seems better, this person seems further. But I feel like, I do feel like a lot of that goes back to this is kind of answering another question. Whenever I get that way, I'm always like, no, it's not. You have to go refocus. This isn't about you being better. It's not about you getting there faster. This is about, and I go back and refocus. This is the reason you write. This is who you are as a writer. It's not about, oh, I'm getting more written. It's about, this is my mission to help people. Everyone has different paths. Everyone's getting there differently. And that's fine. So whenever that happens, it, it, it goes a lot deeper than just 
oh, they're better than me, and I don't like that, or oh, I think they're just as good as me, but they got rewards and I didn't, or they got recognized and I didn't. It go, it does go a lot into what person views themselves as, both as a writer and just as a person in general. We'll be right back after this break. We are so grateful for our Patreon supporters here at Story Embers. Running Story Embers takes several dozen hours per week, and we're all volunteers. We love our work, and donations help us cover web expenses and pay team members for their time. To show our gratitude, we recently decided to do something special for our current patrons and wanted to extend that offer to new people who sign up as well. Anyone who joins at the $8 tier or higher on our Patreon by the end of September will receive a free 1,500-word critique. Visit patreon.com slash storyembers to get your critique today and learn more about how your support enables us to continue to serve Christian storytellers. Welcome back, everyone. I'm with SC staffers Josiah DeGraff, Hope Ann, and Brandon Miller, and we're discussing two issues writers often struggle with, envy and pride. I'm going to let you guys jump right back in. Josiah? So... So, so Brandon, if hypothetically you could time travel back and speak to 16-year-old Brandon as well as 16-year-old Josiah, because he also needed to hear something about this, and you, what would what would you practically say? What what would you say to him to help him understand this? That question assumes that I have matured a lot more since 16 than I have. <laughs> but I can tell you what I would not say to him. Mm. I would not say. Yeah, this is really good. I'm proud of you as a writer and you're doing well. And all these things that people said to me that were very focused on me. I I would try and swing a focus in everything to to Christ. That's if you have someone who is just overly confident. But also there's a lot of people, which would be me now, <laughs> while things have changed, that are in the the envy spot where I'm looking at how hard it is for me to write words and how they just look like words when they come out. And it's like, Ugh. and then I look at some of my favorite authors and I'm like, why can't I do that? And it's really is discouraging and it's frustrating. And I would say that most mainstream places you go with that problem, the advice you'll get is what we've discussed. You're in this phase of your writing your writing journey and, and keep going and, and you'll get better and it's okay to be where you are right now. Whereas I'm proposing that instead we should swing the focus to Christ. So instead of saying, this is where you are in your writing journey, keep going, say, what is what are you learning through your writing journey right now? What is Christ teaching you? What What is significant about this book to you? What is significant about it? to those who have read it and those who will be reading it how will it point them to christ and not just saying that you should just turn to christ because you're a bad writer and christ will make everything work out for you but instead writing doing a perspective shift with christ at the center of your writing not as a crutch but as a purpose okay so starting to wrap this all up what would you guys say are some practical tips for combating either pride or envy? People who 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 are around me will will have heard this one before. But if you want to learn more about where God has you in the moment, it can be really hard for me to be introspective as a human 
but a tool that I use a lot when I'm like trying to figure out what is going on in my life is journaling. If you're struggling with your writing and you just sit down and write out like, here's where I think my writing is insufficient and here's why it really bothers me and here's someone else that I'm envious of and I really wish that I was that and then why I wish and you just start working through these thoughts in the back of your head you're always looking for what am I supposed to be learning through this what does God have for me in this struggle where does God want me to go just the physical act of journaling and taking time to write down helps to for me it helps to distance my emotions not in a stoic way but in a I can remove them and then look at me through my journal and sometimes I'll go back and I'll read it and I'll be like oh this thing I wrote like last week suddenly this makes a lot more sense than it did mm-hmm. so that would be my tip journal about it or if you don't journal just get a pen and paper and start writing thoughts down you might find you might find a, a story arc of your own in there mm-hmm. yeah for me well I love journaling but I generally do it more with life stuff than with writing stuff but why my big tip would be whether you do it through journaling or however you do it take a fresh look at your goals and your priorities why are you writing what is the focus of the path that you set for yourself the path that you feel like you are supposed to be on don't be like oh she published this i should go do this now well they did this i should go do this now what are you supposed to be doing and focus on getting there don't worry, everyone else, everyone's called to do something different. Just because this person is gets a big contract or this person is in a finalist of a contest, that doesn't mean you have to get to that same place. Their goals, their path is going to be slightly different, and that's a step on their path. That's not necessarily a step that you should have on your path. You're going somewhere different. So just focus on what are you trying to do where are you trying to go and then go from there i think my advice would be is that i i think it's really i think this is one of the places where it's really important to have other christian writers you know who are walking the writer's journey with you i think having other writers in your life is not only important for kind of growing yourself as a writer you know with critique partners and such but i think it's really important to be able to think through questions like this of how, how can I make sure that not just my writing is good, but how can I work on cultivating the right habits I need to be a Christian writer um, and the disciplines and the mindset that it takes to to do both in a way that honors God and, and achieves you know what you're going for. Thanks for joining me, guys, and thanks, listeners, for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about each of the staffers on today's episode at storynumbers.org slash about. And special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Taylor Clodston and Michael Stanton. Join me again on October 5th for the next episode of the Story Numbers podcast. Josiah is chewing on a pen, and I feel like I didn't bring a high enough caliber firearm to this discussion. <laughs> <laughs>